Please be seated. Dearly beloved, uh, we're gathered here in the presence of God to join this man and woman in holy matrimony, which is instituted of God, regulated by His commandments, and blessed by our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, it should be honored among all men. Let us reverently remember that God has established and sanctified marriage for the welfare and the happiness of mankind. Our Savior has declared a man shall leave his father and his mother, and he shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. By his apostles, God has instructed those who enter into this relationship to cherish a mutual esteem and love, to bear with each other's infirmities and weaknesses, to comfort each other in sickness and trouble and sorrow, in honesty and industry to provide for each other and for their household in the temporal things of life, to pray for and encourage one another in the things that pertain to God, and to live together as heirs of the grace of life that God has given you. <clears throat> Therefore, marriage is not to be entered into unadvisedly or lightly, but reverently, discreetly, soberly, and in the fear of God. For as much as these two have come here to be made one in the holiest state of marriage, if there anybody be present that knows of any just cause why they should not lawfully be joined together in marriage, Please let them speak now or ever after hold their peace. Hearing none, I charge both of you before the great God, the searcher of all of our hearts, that if either of you know of any reason why you should not lawfully join together in marriage, you do now confess it. For be well assured that if any persons are joined together otherwise than God's word allows, their union is not blessed by him, and what we desire above all things is God's blessing on your marriage. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of marriage and establishment of the family and the home. We thank you that even in the Garden of Eden, when there was no sin in the world, when it was paradise, you saw it was not good for man to be alone and you made a helpmate suitable for him. Thank you that in your good providence you have brought Cameron and Peyton together. Thank you for the way that they have gone from friendship to lovers and now stand before us desiring to be husband and wife. I thank you for the way they complement each other and complete each other in very practical ways. I pray that you would now give them grace to enjoy the blessings of marriage, that you might grant them grace that they would endure the trials of life together and give them grace that they might perform the duties. And as you bless the wedding of Canaan with your presence, would you bless this wedding with your presence? And not only bless this service, but bless this marriage with your favor. And we make all these prayers in the name of Christ. Amen. Peyton, will you have this woman to be your wife? And will you pledge your trust to her in all love and honor, in all duty and service, in all faith and tenderness, to live with her and to cherish her according to the orders of God and the holy bond of marriage, will you? Yes. Cameron, will you have this man to be your husband? And will you pledge your trust to him in all love and honor, in all duty and service, in all faith and tenderness, to live with him and to cherish him according to the ordinance of God and the holy bond of marriage, will you? Who gives this woman to be married to this man? Would you join them together as we move up? 
Marriage is a divine institution established by God for his glory and for the good of man. A covenant of marriage is a solemn bond between two people before God to be faithful to life's very end. The exchange of vows and rings is a sign and a seal of the covenant pointing to and confirming your exclusive love for one another. These vows which you are about to take are solemn pledges before God to love one another unconditionally and unselfishly. And in a strange way, this pledge to God needs His grace to keep, realizing that unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. Vows are necessary because by nature we're not faithful. Our yes isn't yes, and our no isn't no. So we take our vows publicly because we need the support and encouragement of the church and our friends to be faithful. These vows to love one another not only bind you to each other, but they bind you to God and to his purpose to model for the world the love Christ has for his bride, which is the church. Peyton, will you repeat your vows after me? I, Peyton, take you, Cameron. I, Peyton, take you, Cameron. To be my wedded wife. To be my wedded wife. And I do promise and covenant. And I do promise and covenant. Before God and these witnesses. Before God and these witnesses. To be your loving and faithful husband. To be your loving in plenty and in want. In plenty and in want. In joy and in sorrow. In joy and in sorrow. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. As long as we both shall live. As long as we both shall live. Cameron, would you repeat your vows after me? I, Cameron, take you, Peyton. I, Cameron, take you, Peyton. To be my wedded husband. To be my wedded husband. And I do promise and covenant. And I do promise and covenant. Before God and these witnesses. To be your loving and faithful wife. In plenty and in want. In joy and in sorrow. In sickness and in hell. As long as we both shall live. The love which you have vowed to have for one another is described beautifully in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. And when we read this, we get real sentimental and real emotional. But these are very practical things. And these are things, once that you try to do them, you'll see that you'll often fail. And it will make you repent and turn to your partner and ask for forgiveness. And that will turn to God and ask Him to do the same. So listen to this description of love. This love of which I speak is slow to lose patience. It looks for a way to be constructive. It is not possessive. It is neither anxious to impress, nor does it cherish an inflated idea of its own importance. Love has good manners and does not pursue selfish advantage. Love is not touchy. It does not keep an account of evil or gloat over the wickedness it sees in other people. On the contrary, love is glad with all good men when truth prevails. Love knows no limit to its endurance no end to its trust, no fading of its hope, 
It can outlast anything. It is, in fact, the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. May God give you that love. Peyton, is there a sign of your love for Cameron? Let me have it. Let's pray. Bless, O Lord, this ring, that he who gives it and she who wears it may abide in your peace, continue in your favor until life's very end. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Put that on her finger and repeat after me. This ring I give you. This ring I give you. In token and pledge. In token and pledge. Of our constant faith. Of our constant faith. And abiding love. And abiding love. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Cameron, is there a sign of your love? Let's pray again. Bless, O Lord, this ring that she who gives it and he who wears it may abide in your peace, continue in your favor until life's very end through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Would you place that on his finger and repeat after me. This ring I give you, this ring I give you in, token and pledge, in token and pledge of our constant faith, of our constant faith and, abiding love, and abiding love in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for love itself. We thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your only Son, that whosoever would believe might not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you for marital love. We thank you for what we have seen vowed before us even this very night. I pray that you would work in Peyton's heart, that he might love Cameron above all earthly things, that he might cherish her with all of his heart, that his love might not be selfish, that he might not be turned in on himself, but out on her. I pray that he might serve her in practical ways. I pray that his love for her might be unconditional, might be evident to all of a love that's not broken pray for Cameron that you'd work in her a grace that would help her to respect her husband that both of them might submit to each other out of reverence for Christ but she might submit to her husband as unto the Lord and as Cameron stands before us in all of her beauty I pray that you'd work in her a beauty that never fades away a beauty that pleases you center there. They might see love and forgiveness, mercy and acceptance. I pray that you'd bless it for their welfare and good, but for your glory. And I pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Before I pronounce you husband and wife, I'd like to give you a small charge to go forth in. Uh, Jesus told a parable at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And the parable was about two builders. And one was a wise builder and built his house on the rock and one was a foolish builder and he built his house on the sand they looked exactly alike they had the same curve appeal but then the bible says the rains came and the waters rose and the winds blew and according to the king james translation it says great was the fall thereof of the man who built his house on the sand you know that that's a parable and the lord isn't talking about architectural he's not talking about your house right around the block from me He's talking about your lives. 
and your marriage. If you build your lives and your marriage on the rock that is Christ, he'll stand the storms. We'll celebrate a long life together. May God make that so. Now by the authority committed to me as a minister in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare that Peyton and Cameron are now husband and wife, according to the ordinance of God and the laws of the state of Mississippi, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and whom God has joined together, let no man put asunder. He may kiss your bride. Y'all turn and face you, and I'll give you the benediction and introduce you. The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and the life that's everlasting. Amen. It is my privilege to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Peyton Chambers.